Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. You are listening to the Trek Ranks Podcast, a member of the Tricorder Transmissions Podcast Network. This is episode 30, featuring the top five hottest characters, part one. Welcome, Star Trek fans. I am Jim Morehouse, and I am the host of the Trek Ranks podcast. And yes, you heard correctly in our regular intro there that this is part one of a special Pride Month Trek Ranks episode in which we're going to break down our top five hottest characters. And I just know this is going to be a super fun show. And part two is also going to be fun. We're going to get to all that in a minute. But I just want to start by saying we're celebrating Pride Month here on Trek Ranks, where it's June, and it's the start of summer, and more than ever, it is time for a little... Infinite diversity. In infinite combinations. Yep, we're starting right off with the Vulcan Master, who likes to remind us each week that Trek is all about infinite diversity in infinite combinations. And Pride Month is all about IDIC. And so this month on Trek Ranks, we're celebrating Pride with a couple of super diverse panels that we're going to have on for some super fun topics through the month. And tonight, we're each going to break down our top five hottest characters, and we're doing two lists each. So one for the hottest men and one for the hottest women, and each one of us, regardless of our orientation, is picking it all. So I'm super fired up about this topic, and... Let's uh, let's shine a big old rainbow bright light on our awesome LGBTQIAP plus panel, which features two returning favorites to Trek ranks. First up, Andy from Women at Warp, who is with us for our top five data moments. Hi. Yes, Andy. Andy is here. <laughs> hey, maybe you you were here for top five data moments. Maybe that Android Tin Man will make someone's hottest character list. Who knows? I mean, whatever floats <laughs> your boat, man. I mean, Brent Spiner played played like five roles on Next Generation, so they could all just be Brent Spiner people. There, well, <laughs> that'll be part of that'll be part of somebody's prime directive. And that voice was Matt Hansen, who was also here for our top five data moments. We didn't plan that, but we ended up with Andy and Matt on that show. And Matt is back. Matt was also with us. On, what was the other topic you were on for, Matt? I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, best shuttle episode. Oh, yeah. Top, shuttle top five scenes in a shuttlecraft. All right. So welcome back, you two knuckleheads. I'm fired up to have you guys on for our first Pride Month episode. It's too bad that we don't have enough non-binary characters on Star Trek to make a third podcast for guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Yes. That would have been nice. That that would have been nice, and I thought about it, but I was like, man, we can't really do that topic. <laughs> It'd be like two people. There's there's actually there's actually one. I actually have one on my list, which I didn't even realize till after I picked it. You'll find out when we get into my top five. Well, I mean, I, I mean, Star Trek. We just conquered the regular gay characters. So <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, next. <laughs> I know. Better, better late than never for such a progressive show. But that's a topic for another podcast. 
So let's uh, let's quickly jump into our Trek Ranks reset so we can get rolling here. Our general order number one is that we love Trek here, and we love to rank Trek via some deep dive topics. So we'd, we'd use that just to get the conversation started. And hopefully when you listen, you have some fun with it, maybe think about a few episodes or ideas that you haven't thought about for a while. That's right. Our our mantra here is no wrong answers. It's not about being right or definitive. It's just about sharing the things that we love about Trek. And we love it all from TOS to TNG, straight through to Enterprise and the Kelvin timeline, and now Discovery. It's all fair game here on the Trek Ranks podcast. And remember that we use episodes as a shorthand, but the 13 films are always in play as well. Black Alert. Black Alert. And just a quick reminder that Discovery is now in play for selection. So you just might hear some Discovery spoilers tonight. Who knows? Maybe someone will have uh, someone from Discovery on one of their lists here in part one. Oh, oh, I, I, I think it's a short. I think it's a short bet. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love it. All right. So as always, I like to get that reset into the top of the show. Just for any new listeners that uh, might be stopping by. So now let's power up the Argus Array so our listeners know exactly how they can message us. Hailing frequencies are open. Please check us out at trekranks.com and at the tricordertransmissions.com. And if you'd like to leave us a message with your own picks, you can do that at 609-512-LLAP at 609-512-5527. I'll give you that number again at the end of the show. You can also find the Tricorder Transmissions on Facebook. And for anybody out there enjoying all the shows here on the on the network, if you'd like to show us your support, you can do that by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash the Tricorder Transmissions. And we appreciate the support. And finally, you can reach me on Twitter at TrekRanks and also at Enterprise Extra. So hopefully we're here from you because our show is all about your feedback and it's much better when we're hearing from you. All right, so to wrap it up, Andy and Matt, uh, why don't you guys tell everybody how they can get a hold of you? Andy? Easiest place for me is Twitter. I mean, I don't even answer my phone calls. Best place to always reach me is Twitter. I basically live there. And that's at First Time Trek, where I am still, slowly but surely, First time trekking my way through Star Trek. I just did a Voyager episode. So, wait, what? Where are you right now in your slow first time ever viewing of Trek? Man, I just did the one where Chakotay like goes after Seska, and then Seska steals his DNA to make a creepy baby. Oh, maneuvers! Yeah, maneuvers. Yeah. That one. I was. I ended uh, that one with like. Uh, there's okay, Seska. You do you, girl. That's uh, not how I would handle that. But okay, there's some, there's some good payoff from that episode coming up. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> how about you, Matt? There is some good payoff. There is some good payoff. But I will say, Seska, how she is in that episode is basically how she is for the rest of her time on Voyager. Boo! Just say. <laughs> I love Seska. Just saying. All right. How about you, Matt? Uh, how can people- you can you can find you, you can find me on Twitter at mhanson0207. Uh, you can find me also occasionally hosting on the Nerd Party. I I say occasionally because with my work schedule and school schedule, it's really hard. But I'm still on there. I haven't died off of that podcast yet. Um, and you can also hear me on Upper Pylon Two, a Deep Space Nine review podcast 
We are coming up. We're in. We just started season seven, so this will be our last season of the show. So, hi, right, good, good timing. Good timing with the twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so this week's show definitely does not require a diagnostic cycle because top five hottest characters does not need much explaining. So we're going to jump straight into our prime directives. I do not concur with your captain's decision. She's following our prime directive. Define prime directive. Again, really quick, just to reset here. Each of our panelists is going to rattle off our top five hottest characters but via two different lists, so one for men and one for women. And we're going to start with the men and then go through the women in part two of this episode. And we're just going to see what it all looks like when we're done. So before we get into the order of things on this topic, let's get everyone's prime directive on exactly how they finalize their list. And honestly, there, there isn't much, there's not much more personal than to anyone than what you think is hot to you. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't this like the most subjective episode of all? <laughs> it could be. So that's why I'm fascinated to hear what your prime directive is. So Matt, jump in. What's your, what's your prime directive? It's basically that. It's whoever I find attractive, both men and women. I am of the homosexual persuasion, but that doesn't mean I didn't have certain, uh, you know, crushes on some of the female Star Trek characters. In fact... When we get to the women uh, in the next episode, then you'll find out that my first Star Trek crush was actually a woman. It was not oh, a man. Okay. A nice nice teaser. How about you, Andy? How did you break it all down? It was actually kind of difficult for me because I have this I have this thing where I have like really terrible taste in men, like horrific, and then like really great taste in women. So picking men was harder for me. There are people on my list that I straight up know are incorrect choices, <laughs> but I can't help it. It's just how I'm built. I'm attracted to terrible men. Um, and there was also some issues I had where, like, I think the actor is hot, but not the character. And I think the character is hot, but then I hate the actor. Like, so, so that kind of right. caused some problems for me. Uh, but yeah, basically... I, I I have a very wide range of tastes when it comes to who I'm attracted to, so I think it should be interesting. All right. <laughs> right. I just look forward to, like, since you say you, you, you're attracted to bad people and bad men, Gold Dukat is number one, right? Oh, God, uh, not that no. bad, okay? <laughs> like, none of my exes are murderers, as, as far as I know, like... Maybe they uh, live on a houseboat in Florida with a mullet, but they're not a murderer, Okay. <laughs> That's real. That's a true fact. I mean, you, you you said bad men. That was the first thing that came to mind. Matt, Matt, enough with the spoilers, man. <laughs> All right, here my prime directive is kind of similar to what you said, Andy. In terms of, I did try to take into consideration, or sometimes I'd be I was clouded by the actor versus the character. Um, and then I also had to look at what something more than just eye candy, like. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to pick Ardra from TNG, even though she's totally hot, but she's just so annoying. I would never want to spend one second with her. So, can't stand her. So, there's some level of combination of physical hotness, personality hotness, and maybe even a little bit of the actor portraying them and, and that person. So, yeah, there's my lists are all over the place. 
Yeah, for me, I've always found that, like, you can take a really ugly person, and if they have an awesome personality, they get hotter and hotter and hotter until you can't remember why you thought they were ugly, and vice versa. You'll see someone, and you're like, whoa, gorgeous, and then they open their mouth and say terrible crap, and you're like, oh, actually, you're ugly. Yep, exactly. All right, we're going to get to all of that. So, third Nevada Claw, why don't you kick us off with the order of things? I am a Jem'Hadar. He is a Vorta. It is the order of things. All right, we're going to start with part one of the order of things and our hottest characters with our top five hottest male characters. And all, as always, we're going to break it down with our five-word summary and a hashtag, and then we'll reveal our hot male character and the episode that we think best showcases that, uh, that character and why we picked him. Then at the end, we'll probably go through a few quick secondary system selections. And as always, if we have any duplicates, listen for the Defiant Torpedoes. I have a feeling Matt and I will have some duplicates. We'll see. We shall see. I'm pretty sure we're going to have some duplicates based on uh, Matt's. I'm, you know what? I'm pretty, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I have one on my list that's definitely not on yours, and I'll explain why when I get to it. Well, we're not going to have <laughs> six duplicates, Matt. Okay, Andy, let's start with you. What's your number five pick for your list of top five hottest characters? The Dudes Edition. Okay, I didn't put them in any sort of order, so this is not like my least hot dude or anything like that. But the first person I picked was Dr. Hugh Culver from Star Trek Discovery. Hold still, or you'll wind up looking like a Tellarite. How's the patient, Dr. Culver? Well, I took care of the skull fractures first. Another millimeter and the palatine bone would have pierced his cortex. The frontal lobe is overrated. It only contains memory and emotional expression. It's completely unnecessary. Well, I'll save it. You know, just in case you might want to have a feeling one day. There are a lot of reasons why. One, Wilson Cruz's face was made by God. And <laughs> two, like, he's just such a solid nice dude and he's smart and romantic and sweet and like ticks all the boxes for me so he was the he's literally the first person i put on this list like immediately was like yeah yeah culper's going on my list yeah he is totally hot i totally get why he's on your list he is hot and and i will say we're, we're you know discovery spoilers are fair game right of course, yes. We, we, we already uh, sounded the black alert. Black alert. Black alert. Okay, just what? Just making sure, double-checking. That one still hurts. Oh, yeah. Dr. Culver. A hundred percent. And part of the reason why I like him so much is, too, because of Wilson Cruz, because I have such admiration for everything that he has done for the gay community throughout his whole career, and my deep love for Ricky... Uh, Ricky. My so-called life, and just, just, it's just like a p- perfect storm of hot. And I'll tell you the exact moment that I was just like, yowza. And it's the very first second he shows up on screen because they put him in that white uniform. And in fact, my five words and hashtag is he wears that white uniform. Hashtag officer and a gentleman. Because you know he could just be you up in his arms and just like take you away yeah yeah that's, that's so good i uh we get, we're gonna keep talking about hugh because i want to say one of, literally one of my favorite moments from the entire 
first season of Discovery. And yes, it, it hurts, it, but this was after his death. In the Mycelial Network, that moment when he says, open your eyes to Stamets, I love that moment. I love that payoff. I love that that yeah. free Stamets and, and ended up being the catalyst to getting the ship home via the Mycelial Network. And obviously there's still more of this story to play out in season two, but I love that moment. It, uh, it just killed me. It's so emotional. Oh, I was just going to say that moment's awesome. And I, I loved it, obviously. It, it meant so much to me to see the first gay couple represented on Star Trek in full. I mean, yes, there was that moment in Beyond that I was really, really proud of. But this was great to see a regular couple on a weekly basis. Um, yeah, that death really hurt. And it came out of nowhere, which is kind of like the death that I really like. Let it hurt. And yeah, that 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 moment with Stamets when he—they're essentially saying goodbye for now—is pretty awesome. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping they keep hinting at this, but I'm hoping that like the mycelial network is kind of like the Katra uh, get out of jail free card for Culber next season. Yeah, we'll, somehow we'll see. We don't do predictions on Trek Range, but we'll see how that plays out. Matt, what is your number five hottest male character? So I did rank them, but I will say that in, these are all very attractive men. Not, I'm not saying by ranking them that one's hotter than the other. So I started with my number five. He's not the person that you would automatically think of when you think of, like, who are the most hottest men. But, like, this guy, and he's still kicking today with, you know, I don't know what deal he made with the devil, but he still looks good. The hashtag bald, beautiful, silky voice leader, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Yes. <laughs> He's totally hot. He's on my secondary systems. It was hard for me to keep him on my list. But uh, right, what's, uh, what well, episode I think did you... you have to, I think you have to fire your guns there. Pew, pew. Because uh, he's oh, on no, my not list, yet. too. We're going we're gonna to wait. You guys, uh, it's, it's like you've never been on the show before. We're going to wait until you officially time. name him. Once you officially name him, we will fire uh, the torpedoes. See, okay. Actually, I'll fire the torpedoes at any time. I love doing it. Uh, Matt, what uh, what episode did you pick for Jean-Luc? Oh, it's hard because like, they're, they're, I find him attractive when he's giving these heartfelt speeches. And I'm also like, for for being an older gentleman, dude is ripped. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, Captain's Holiday, he wore that speedo very well. <laughs> and I mean, Andy, you've seen all the movies at this point, so this isn't a spoiler. But uh, remember, who could forget how ripped he was in the tank top in First Contact? Yeah, was oh, a, he did I look mean, good he had, in that. Yeah. I mean, dude had guns, and, and he still, like I said. I don't know what deal he made with Satan, but he still looks great today. It's the cheekbones. It's his bone structure. Like, there are a lot of people from Star Trek who are like that, and I'm sure we will talk about them. But yeah, he's, uh... Well, I'll just say he's on my secondary system. It sounds like we're going to talk about him again, so I'll just jump into my number five pick. Which is definitely, I'm kind of starting off with a little bit of a doozy that... Might seem like a little bit of a cheat, but uh, let me give you my five words and a hashtag to start. Glowing man in green spandex, hashtag hockey fan on the bridge. And it is the character John Doe from Transfigurations, the TNG season three, episode 25 episode where, if you remember, 
Dr. Crusher nurses him back to health, and <laughs> he turns into a glowing orb or creature of some kind at the end. And I love this guy, and this pretty much says it about my type: is that I love. Uh, again, uh, by the way, I by the way, I am super <laughs> hetero, everybody. <laughs> but I love the big, strong, silent man of a few words type. And this guy—he may not be the best-looking guy as an alien, but this guy's a stud. And Beverly's totally into him, and that's good enough for me. And so this is what I talked about at the beginning. I didn't even realize this till actually I was reviewing my notes right before we started recording. And I mean, I'm going to say a little bit of special bonus pride shout out that this is actually an episode about someone transitioning into their true self and having an autocratic government trying to keep them down and tell them that they're unnatural and they can't do that. They need to be eradicated. And I kind of that kind of hit me. Really late in the game here in terms of transfigurations, but that's really what happens in this episode. And anyway, I, I love John Doe. I think uh, he's a he's an awesome character. Any 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 comments? I was going to say you go right for the deep cut, and that's what I love about you. I, by the way, the, um, I have mostly not deep cuts on my list this this time. I know, but I love how you just come out the gate with a deep cut. <laughs> You know, and, and it's so deep. It's been a long time since I've watched Transfigurations, but I do remember thinking that the character was interesting, and now I kind of want to watch it again with your interpretation of the episode in mind. I think I'll have more appreciation for it. Andy, do you remember this one much? Not really, but I think it's pretty funny the way you've described him. That's 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 cool. I dig it. I dig your, your pick. And he's definitely just a guy in green spandex standing on the bridge that they... Uh... <laughs> Well, who can say no to green spandex, especially if you're a Trekkie? It's like catnip for us. Uh, Good first round. Amazing. All right, let's move on to round four. Andy, what's your number four pick? Uh, It's Picard. Oh, let's get those torpedoes. Jean-Luc. I love it. Why'd you pick Jean-Luc? And what episode? Well, I I chose Captain's Holiday because it's basically... I mean, there is no man in the world that I think is hot in a Speedo, except for Picard. Like, literally no one. Because it's hilarious, but he also actually looks good. It's kind of confusing. It's like how Jeff Goldblum (laughs) is. Where, like, he's weird. He's weird, and you're, like, looking at him, but he's also got this serious, like, sexual energy, and it just makes you, like, horny and confused. That's that's Picard in a Speedo to me. Um... I just really, 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 really love Picard in general as a human being, and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone there. And then, like, that and his, like, habits of, like, painting and his robe and <laughs> and drinking, and I just think he's so funny. And then also just the complete nerdery. He is such a nerd! And that's also why I chose Captain's Holiday, because it's like him being swashbuckling, like, Indiana Jones type, but also because he's a huge nerd for archaeology, and, like, he gets so, like, hilariously, cutely passionate about really random crap, and I, I, I just, I totally dig that. Um, and my, my five words and a hashtag is, he can play my flute. Hashtag, nerds do it better. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, classic. good. I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad I'm not going to be the only one with like R-rated hashtags later. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's fantastic, Matt. Any final comments on uh, Jean-Luc Picard? I just would like to say that, yeah, I love him in that episode just because I will take Patrick Stewart playing Indiana Jones any day of the week. Uh, but also, I find him attractive when he, like, really opens up his soul. I mean, like, he gives a really good performance. If I had to narrow down an episode where he where he does that, you know, I know there, there's things like Inner Light and the end of Sarek and everything. But I think a really underrated episode for him and Crusher is Attached. And I love what that moment around the, the fire that they build where they're finally realizing the, the, the feelings that they've had for each other. And it's such an intimately wonderful scene in the way that episode ends uh, in Picard's quarters with them kind of agreeing that they're just going to stay uh, professional with each other. Um, it's it's acted so beautifully. And, and um, again, I, I find that attractive about the character too. Uh, I thought you were going to say my favorite is the end when Beverly starts giggling and when they're walking down the corridor with yeah. and he's just like, Oh yes. Yes. He totally yeah. is. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to round, uh, match number four pick. What do you got on your okay. hottest characters? Okay. This is not, this is the person that's not going to be on Andy's list. So we don't have to worry about the torpedoes here. Um, but this is a character that really developed and, and, came into his own as the series went on. And I still think he, you know what? As he got older, I think he got even more attractive. I'll just say that much. And damn it, Andy, you're in season four at DS9. So this is going to be kind of a spoiler, but you won't have any context for it. So it won't matter. Um, my hashtag is, so is everything genetically enhanced? And it's Dr. <laughs> Julian Bashir. Oh, I almost risk. put Bashir on my list. I oh, really? really, really, really almost did. The reason being is I think Alexander Siddig is one of the hottest men on this entire planet. And I would crawl over broken glass to get with Alexander Siddig. And if anybody would like to peruse his, like, he's only, he's aged like a fine wine. Yeah. If you want, if you want to see him super hot, like older gentleman you need to see a movie called Cairo time he is smoking in that movie and I just it's always been weird to me that especially I go back to season one Bashir and I'm like how do you make Alexander Siddig not hot the way is to be season one Bashir but I love Bashir now like I'm in season four it, that's about when he starts I, getting really hot. It, that first well, couple of seasons yeah, like, is tough, but then well, three three he starts turning around, and yes, I, I know this having just done just done the podcast for it. I mean, and I like, the reason I tease you, Andy, is because I remember what you were like when you first started DS Nine, and I was one of the people that was tweeting you, just like just wait, just bear with him, just just wait for season three, I've, just please wait for season three. My hashtag for Bashir was have beam him into space, <laughs> so. You're that's, not wrong, <laughs> but I, I honestly very, very much considered putting him on my list, and I eventually did not because I just, like, this particular version of Alexander Siddig is not the hottest to me. To me, 20 no. years later, Alexander Siddig is the hottest. But I will so. say, and this is, not a, this is not a spoiler, by the time you get to the last season, the last couple seasons of the that show, Andy... Uh, his a little bit of gray starts to creep into yes! his hair and, and he looks better. Yes. Calm down, Andy. Fine wine. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, Matt, what, Matt, what was your episode? My my episode. I mean, I think he's hot in a lot of stuff, but it's this is going to make me seem a little bit backwards, and I apologize, but I still find it attractive. I I love. Uh, I'm a huge James Bond fan, so I'm going to go with Armand Bashir. That's great. He looks he looks good in a tuxedo. I I know, but so like I know like Bond can can rub some the wrong way these days, but I don't know. I like that kind of like alpha male, uh, debonair uh, sort of gentleman, and yeah, like I said, I'm a huge James Bond fan anyway, so that's the one that I'm going to go with. Hashtag Mona loves it. Okay, I am moving yeah. on <laughs> to my round four pick. And hashtag, hashtag Kira's Russian accent. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> hot. Uh, all right, so this is uh, this is a historic moment on Trek Ranks, and it is the first time that I'm picking my own episode. So my five words and a hashtag is exuberance and passion is sexy. Hashtag keep your shirt on, Lieutenant. And the episode is awakening. Number seven over at Trek Ranks from season four of Enterprise. And my character is Trip Tucker. I love this guy. I really didn't want to pick my commanding officer because I'm not sure that that kind of seems a little unseemly, I think. See, I I, here's the thing, Jim, is I totally thought, I totally thought you were going to pick yourself. Cause you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, God. Oh, no, that Matt. would have been such a power move. You should just go, you should go back in time and do that instead. It, and, you it, said, and you said it like, I'm going to pick my episode. And I'm like, this uh, guy's going to pick himself. That's no, Matt, awesome. Matt. I would have been so impressed with that. Matt, I'm waiting for you to pick me. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Uh... Here we go. So this is, I mean, the guy's so good looking, but here's the main reason. I, you haven't lived until you've sat there and had Connor Schneer look in your eyes and say, son of a bitch hung up on us. That was knee buckling <laughs> moment for us. The guy's so good looking. If it's all the same to you, we'd like to stick around. We'd prefer you didn't. This is an internal matter. We'll keep Starfleet apprised if there are any subsequent developments. Excellency. Again, you have my deepest sympathy for your loss. All of Vulcan grieves with you. With all respect, we aren't leaving. Not until we know exactly what happened. I've also contacted Admiral Gardner. I'm sure you'll be hearing from him soon. A pleasant journey. Son of a bitch hung up on us. And I tried to keep him off the list, but I couldn't. Because Connor Trenier's a good-looking man. So Trip Tucker oh, God, is my choice. Uh, Andy, what's your do you, do, you, do you know much about Trip Tucker at this point? I don't know anything about him. I don't know who that is. So That's what I figured. I'm just going to trust in your own judgment. You'll, you'll love him. Matt, how about you? Yeah. When you get to Enterprise, you'll meet him. Um, yeah, he's on my secondary systems, actually. Oh, okay. Um, so for him, yeah, he's super attractive guy, still attractive today. I even made up my own hashtag for him, which is hashtag all apply that decon gel. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. Because I'm not kidding. That's, that's like as a young guy in middle school first discovering his sexuality, that first episode of Enterprise where he's in the thing with T'Pol, yep. that was an awakening moment. Yes. I, uh, nice callback. Nice callback. 
All right, so... Um, now I really, like, I guess I'll have to do, I'll have to put you in my secondary system, because I didn't think, I didn't think of it, that, but you are technically a Star Trek character. Yeah, yes I am, for all 23 <laughs> seconds that I'm on screen. All right, That's 23 go. seconds more than the rest of us, man. <laughs> yeah, and you guys, and as you love to remind us that I love it every time you do it, you got to fire the phasers, which is pew, what pew. many of us have done. Pew, pew. All right, let's move to the the soup round. Round three, Andy, who's your number three hottest dude? Did you call it the soup round? We call it the soup round because back in our top, I I reveal this every once in a while. We usually make people just figure out the mystery. But back in our top five food moments with Mr. Adam Drozen, we both chose soup in the third round. And I love that we both chose soup in the third round. So it's and at that moment I said, round three is forever going to be known as the soup round moving forward. So that's well, what, that's what we call it. I'm going to make you happy because my third round pick is Spock, and my five words and hashtag were I'd make him plow meek soup. Hashtag fascinating. <laughs> so it really is oh, a soup awesome. round. It is the soup round, and you didn't even realize it. I <laughs> love it. That's why I so, asked it, because otherwise I would just been like, I don't get it. Whatever. Move on. All right. Uh, we have another reason why just, round three is the soup <laughs> round, because Plomeek Soup just got dropped, Plomeek people. Soup. It did Although, indeed. Andy, don't, don't make it for him when he's going through pond. <laughs> I know. Behind you. <laughs> I know, but like... Think about it. If you could get Spock on your side, like he made it very clear that the reason he got mad is because Plomeek soup is like it's like a thing. It's like he, his woman should be the one making him his Plomeek soup. And poor Nurse Chapel, he made it real clear. Yeah, poor 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 damn Nurse Chapel. She had she was <laughs> so, so hard sick for him. <laughs> she so tried sad. so hard. She never got anything for it. Tragedy. Oh. What can you say about Spock? Spock is hot. He's hot. He's hot. Like, there's not really much to say. Uh, I, I, when I was trying to figure out a good episode for this, like, there's so many. And I ended up picking uh, Charlie X for the singing scene with Uhura. Oh, that's hot. Yes, it is. Absolutely. I watched it again today. And first of all, his fingers on the Vulcan looped or whatever it is. Yes. But his smirk. Yeah. The yeah, smirk. He gives, that, he gives that smirk and that coy little eyebrow in that scene. Ha 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 ha. I would make him plow me soup. <laughs> so yeah, Spock. Spock. Mm-hmm. Spock. That, that was an easy one. Fantastic pick. Matt, any comments on Spock? I have... I mean, how could you disagree with Spock? I mean, just definitely Spock. Cool, common collect. It's Spock, and <laughs> you know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I, I'll take Spock in both universes because I thought Zachary Quinto did a great job with the oh, role. Zachary call. Quinto is also hot. Good call. He is also a good-looking man. All right, Matt. What's your soup round pick? Well, speaking of the Kelvin verse, my soup round pick comes from the Kelvin Kelvin verse. Uh, my hashtag is hashtag a doctor, not a sex symbol. And it's the Kelvin verse version of Dr. McCoy because Carl Urban. Yeah. I love it. That's a great, <laughs> I did not think of him, but he's hot. Carl Urban. 
And, you know, I, when I first, aside from him being super attractive, just from the moment he walks on, it's like <laughs> DeForest Kelly reincarnated himself into Carl Urban because he's got the voice and the cadence down and the character down from the moment he walks on. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt that he's freaking Carl Urban. And, you know, I got to meet him way back at, in the, at the 2013 con, and I'd had a photo op with him. And it was not lost on me that my hand was around his waist and only a few inches up from his perfectly toned ass. But, you know. We, hey, this is a family show, in. Matt. What, what was that? It was he was a tra- he was attractive in real life, and that's what you want when you see someone hot on the big screen. That's fantastic. I, I love that pick. I didn't think of him. I uh, but he is. I mean, he was good looking way before he was ever on Star Trek. That guy's. Uh, he was a Rohirrim. Come on, he had a he had a horse, long hair, and he saved people in Middle Earth. Always, always ride hard for Carl Urban. He looks good with long hair, and he looks good as McCoy. And Jim, you recently know this. He looks good bald because he was just yes. in Thor. He was great <laughs> in Thor. He was great, great in everything. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to go into my super out pick here, and this is definitely my my pick is from Voyager, and I'm just going to get a quick quick stat count first. We already have representation from all seven. Entities of uh, all seven incarnations of Trek, TOS, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery, and the Kelvin timeline in the first <laughs> I mean, th- in the first I mean, three rounds. I, it's definitely the first time that's ever happened in Trek ranks, and I love that it's for the five hottest dudes. All right, so here is my pick, and the hashtag gives it away. So the five words and the hashtag gives it away. It's John Kelly, Starfleet's first hero, hashtag the order of things. I love this guy. I love uh, Philip Morris is the actor that plays John Kelly. You have not seen this episode yet. Yeah, uh, tre- I was going to say tread, tread lightly because this is, this is good stuff. Once you get to it's uh, season six Voyager. Yeah. It's, it's, for your reference, it's an episode called "One Small Step," where he plays a astronaut from our 21st century past, John Kelly. I love this. I love the actor. By the way, the actor also plays Third Robotikon, which is why I said the order of things. And it's a, and he's also he's also way back when he's in Star Trek Three as the cadet who asks Kirk if they're going to have a party when they get back home. He is that cadet. He's also Jackie Childs on. Uh, Seinfeld, and if you base it just on that character, you'd say that's one of your hottest five dudes, Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. No, well, okay, <laughs> but he like, is. I just I've like him. He's such a stud. I've seen he's, him. he's so brave, and and I won't spoil it for Andy. I'll try to keep it keep it clear here, but I just love the way he's going about his job in this episode, uh, even though he's obviously facing uh, mass peril. In his Potential demise, and it's one of my favorite episodes. Top uh, twelve over at Trek Ranks on Voyager. Right. So, I mean, Andy, I think you'll really like that episode when you get to it. And I'll just, you know, your teaser is, yeah, he's a twenty-first century astronaut on a mission to Mars, and somehow through one means or another, he he crosses paths with Voyager. Won't say how, but there's your teaser. Oh, cool. You're gonna love this. You're gonna love that episode. All right, uh, and he's just a he's just a stud. I don't know. He's just uh... well. I mean, 
Yeah, and he, he aged well and, you know. Oh, and I forgot to mention, he was also uh, a child actor in an episode of Miri. TOS, Miri. So he's been, he's been around and we've talked about him before on Trek Wing. So, all right, let's move to round two. Andy, what's your number two pick? Okay, I, I already had my soup, so now I'm going for a sandwich. And <laughs> I'm talking about Riker. Oh, yes. Okay, so Riker is definitely, this is my terrible taste in dudes um, kind of making a a play here, because I know he's kind of cheesy, but I also think he's genuinely a kind person, and he's pretty hot. And then also there's, it's second chances, is that what it's called? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So double Riker sandwich. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so second chances is when I decided that I would like a Riker sandwich. So my five words and a hashtag are make me a Riker sandwich. Hashtag Riker witch. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about that. Who cannot enjoy having two Rikers around? So now we just need to clarify your. You're picking Will Riker or Thomas Riker? Yeah, you're picking I'm, both. I'm picking Will Riker, but I I would not throw Thomas Riker out, especially yeah. if he's wearing his uh, fake uh, sideburns. Sideburns, yeah. yeah. No, I was gonna say, dude, dude stole the Defiant. That takes some balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Riker. Uh, Matt, I gotta hear your take on Riker. Well, Riker, I mean, I'm sure Andy will agree with me as a fellow member of the LGBTQIA community that uh, Riker is the quintessential bear. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Oh, my God. (laughs) Totally. totally He's even from Alaska. (laughs) Well, I mean, and... And, and yeah, I mean, he's he, what's not to like about Will Riker? I, the only problem with having Will Riker and Thomas Riker all at once is that that's the, I think that's too much testosterone that the, <laughs> the universe would collapse in on itself. Let me just say that I love Riker, but he's definitely not my type. <laughs> so he's not not on my secondary systems. I will he, I will say uh, to you that part of it is also that I just love Frakes, I, and uh, it's yeah, not so much true. that I think Frakes is hot. Is I just I just think he's lovely. So well, <laughs> it's funny you say that because Frakes is my type. I love Frakes. Ah, oh, I love Frakes. And Andy, if you haven't watched I, the first Contact and Insurrection DVDs, have his comment, his director's commentary on them. Watch it; they're hilarious. I believe they're it. Great. They're great. All right, Matt, what's your round two pick? All right, round two pick, we're, we're going to Discovery. This is my Discovery pick for this uh, this round, and it needs no further explanation than just the hashtag. Hashtag, he, he can jump me anytime, and it's Lieutenant Paul Stamets. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh and, you know, aside from being the first regular gay character on Star Trek, which is great, this is an instance where I think we can all agree. I find, you know, the character started off kind of, you know, acerbic, but got better and better. And I liked him from day one. But this is a case where I, not only I love the character, I love the actor. Oh, yes. I think Anthony Rapp, I think Anthony Rapp is a fantastic human being. And from day one, from the time he was hired, was so kind to us Star Trek fans and <laughs> You know, I feel bad when like the Discovery haters go after him because he's done nothing but but be supportive and 
tweet how much he loves working on the show and loves the franchise. And he's the one, I mean, I want to meet all the discovery people now that they're going to be on the con circuit. I, I'm, I'm pissed that I can't, I don't think I'm going to make it to STLV this year because I want to meet half these people, but he's the one I most want to meet. And I, I just love the character. I think he, you know, as, as sad as it was, I think that that character took an emotional leap too when, when Culber died. Um, he's a great character. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see where he goes. And like I said, he's a character that, that rubbed me, have rubbed people the wrong way when he started. But wow, was that a great arc for him in that first season. See, and for me, I liked him right from the beginning because he was throwing nothing but shade and he was doing it masterfully. And I, yeah. I totally dug it. But yeah, I agree on Anthony Rapp. Like, I don't think that there are very many actors who so wholeheartedly embraced the show and so sincerely, I just and I just find him to be a, a just a lovely person, and I really am happy that he is part of our Star Trek family, and I'm really happy that he is the first really truly meaningful representation we've had for the queer community on Star Trek, and I I just I just think he's wonderful, and I think the character is wonderful. However, it, I would not want to sleep with him, which is why he's not on my list. <laughs> It is. It. Uh, I won't comment on that. But it's inspiring how how incredibly he has embraced being a part of Star Trek and having this character and just being giddy about being on a comic book cover and and you know his first when he first got uh, signed up for the role and tweeting the picture of him with all the DVDs oh, that he was going to watch. He's just. I love that guy. He's amazing. Yeah, I, well, I, I love how how happy he is, and he nerds out over. Yep. Just the little things. Like, I, I, I tweeted him not too long ago saying, like, hey, you made it onto the Star Trek Timelines app. You're a playable character now, and he was so excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Hey, so what, what episode did you pick? Because I, there's, all, there's um, a bunch of So, them. I mean, it, it, it's hard, but, like, of course I'm going to go with the, the, the end of Choose Your Pain when he, okay. it's just him and Culber brushing their teeth. Oh, yeah. Because that's such that's such a sweet domestic scene that, I mean, when people think of, not so much anymore, but like the stereotype of like back in the '90s of you know we can't have a gay cup people on TV or we're gonna have to see them having sex and then like like that's hashtag I guess the worst thing ever. Stop worrying. Stop doctoring. Well, one tends to worry when they're doomed to love a brilliant but reckless maniac. He's willing to risk his life for glory. The captain was in danger. Captains are in danger every day. You are in danger. I've spent my entire career trying to grasp the essence of mycelium. Now, for the first time, I do. I saw the network. An entire universe of possibilities I never dreamed existed. It's unspeakably beautiful. I also knew you'd leave me if I let anything else endanger that creature. Oh, so you do listen to me? Not really. You sold that with a look. Don't do anything that stupid ever again. You may not care about you. But I do. You sure you feel okay? Yes, dear doctor. 
feel okay. Okay. But what I like about that is that it it was just like any other couple, you know, they're, they're doing something domestic together and having a conversation about their futures and their relationship. And it's very nice. So, I mean, there's so many good moments. I, I, you know, I, I get, I find him really attractive when he's, when he's nerding out over stuff and, you know, his, you know, that is fucking cool moment with, with Tilly. Um, but yeah, that that scene in Choose Your Pain is probably my favorite. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is perfect, and that was the first swear word on Trek Ranks, by the way, as well. Yes, so it just, was in that just, same episode too. Just so. like in Star Trek. Okay, let's uh, well let's finish this up because you guys have now picked two Discovery characters. We might still have a duplicate here, but both of them also based on how awesome you and inspired you are by the actor. And so for my round two pick. My five words and a hashtag, absolute stud in two universes, hashtag leather Lorca. And my character (laughs) is Captain Gabriel Lorca. And this is basically inspired by Jason Isaacs being an A-plus human. I love this guy. I love the way he calls people out on their crap. And this is my one bad boy pick. And that, you know, not only not only that, he he does it in that very English, dry, sarcastic way, you know. And and I say that non derogatorily because I love that about him. And you know, honestly, I didn't. I, I liked Jason Isaacs before Star Trek, but I never like saw him like as a sex symbol. But yeah, he, he there was something about him, especially when it turned out that he was evil. Yeah, yeah. I I loved him before. Leather. When he wears leather. That leather jacket. This is definitely my one bad boy pick, because I just can't resist this dude. And it, and the leather just threw it over the top at the end. He's he's a badass. A total badass. And even more of a badass in leather. Okay, let's move I'm on just to sad that he, I'm just sad that he's gone. I want, I want, I hope Prime Lord is still alive there somewhere. No, I think... I, I think I think it's... Well, they're probably going to try to bring him back at some point. We'll see. We don't do predictions on Trek Regs. At some point, they'll have like a... You know, Tasha Yar, they brought her back however many times. We can surely bring Lorca back somehow. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, let's move to round one. Andy, who is your hottest character of the male persuasion? I didn't have five characters. I could only think of four men. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, although, so, now that you brought up Lorca, I'm like, okay, I might have put Lorca on there. Because, you know, he's a terrible person. And that's really hot to me. So you're going to pick Lorca? Is you have such terrible oh. taste in men that you can only <laughs> pick four. I love I, that. I'm not, because that's cheating. Because I really, I did not think of him, and I did not put him on my list. And I had so many people that I considered and discarded. Kirk was one of those because I find the character of Kirk to be very attractive. He's decisive and kind and way smarter than the, like, fan, like, idea of him is. Because they kind of, like, the the fan perception of him, especially casual fans, um is very much like some sort of macho meathead dude. And that's not who he is at all, especially in the original series. So I really like him, but I loathe Shatner. 
<laughs> so I could never have put it I on knew my you, list. I knew you were going there. <laughs> sorry, All I'm right. sorry. <laughs> um, and then Bashir was the other one that I really considered it, and it's the exact opposite. Is that like I'm not so sold on Bashir, but I think Alexander Siddig is glorious. So, okay, I love this. So you say you don't have a pick, but you basically just picked Kirk Bashir and Lorca with your number one pick. Okay. Yep. Did I? <laughs> All right. Well, we will. Uh, we're just going to mark it as a big void for Andy's <laughs> number one pick. Another Trek ranks first. So Matt, what's your number one pick? Who do you got? My number one pick. I knew immediately when it, when we first started this list, and I mean, I just. I can't wait to hear this. Who is it? Like the most attractive guy that's ever been in Star Trek had a crush on him from day one. Hashtag I'll climb that pine tree. Kelvin versus Captain Kirk. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you love Chris Pine? Chris Pine, though, is it seems like a good dude. See, but I see that's kind of my type. I, I, I maybe it's like think less of me for admitting it, but I like I like dudes. Yeah, I like He's you know, a dude. I. I I'm kind of, like, attracted to, to masculinity and kind of, not alpha males, not, like, frat bro dudes, but, you know, men's men. I, I, I don't know how to describe it without sounding offensive, but the, no, he's the type that I like. That, and, that makes sense. I'm, and I'm the exact just, opposite. Just his bravado... Just his bravado and his cocky attitude from the 09 movie is great, but when I really... Like, I loved him from day one, but I guess if I had to narrow it down... I'll pick my favorite moment with him in, in Star Trek Beyond when I really feel that he comes into the character as we knew him from the original series when he's facing down Crawl at the end and he says something to the effect of, and it's my favorite line in the whole movie, uh, you know, he's going to go save people because that's the world that he was born into. Oh, you guys, stop it. You will die. Better to die saving lives. And to live with taking them. That's what I was born into. I love that line so much. Love, love, love that moment. For sure. And I, it's funny because I thought you were going to pick Chris Pine before when you picked Carl Urban. And then you tricked me on number one. I knew Chris Pine was going to be on your list, but I didn't think of it when you were teasing it. He's, he's a stud. And the guy, he's what, it's actually what Chris Pine did with Kirk over the three films is one of, actually highlighted it in our Epic Arcs episode, one of my favorite arcs in the history of Trek. His kind of starting point and ending point in those three movies is kind of a hidden gem that I don't think people picked up on. So, love that uh, development of Kirk and what Chris Pine did. And he's pretty Yeah, and, he's pretty and, at, and, at, and at least as far as Kirk's go, I mean, Andy, I think you've got, you can at least safely say that you'll, you'll take Pine over Shatner. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's uh, close this off with my number one pick, who fits right into my uh, my type. My five words and a hashtag. A man of few words, hashtag. But he's got my vote. It's Shakar from Deep Space Nine <laughs> from the episode Shakar. I love this guy, man. He is, and hopefully you remember who this is. Do you? Uh, Andy. Oh, Listen, you don't, you don't just, remember who this is. This is Beverly. Hey, hold on, hold on. Know. Just in case anybody thought they were going to pick the ghost from Sub Rosa, 
We're not going there. We're not going there, Matt. I'm cutting you off at the pass because I'm picking Duncan Rieger's awesome, studly, Bajoran-resistant fighter and leader of the Bajoran people, Mr. Shakar Edan. I love this guy. But, oh my gosh. You didn't like him as an orgasm candle. I mean, the guy's... He's such a stud in that episode when he's, he's like got that whole John Wayne thing going. Man, a few words. He's just, he's leading his people. He's trying to live as a farmer and they pull him he's back like, in. I'll be interested to hear what she has to say, but uh, she's not getting those reclamators back till we're finished with them. Shikar, you have to be flexible. I'm not sure this is a fight you can win. That's what the Kardashians used to say. Come in. Are you Shikar? Yes. You're under arrest. Wait a minute. On whose authority? Our orders came directly from the office of the First Minister. She lied to me. She's good at it, Norris. Don't feel bad. If you'll come with us. Yeah, all right. I just want to make one thing clear. Glad to see that living on a space station hasn't slowed you down. We have to get out of here. This can still be explained away. It was a tense situation. You acted on instinct. They'll understand that. But they won't understand you coming with me. This isn't your fight, Nariz. Go on. I love the guy. Wandering out in the desert. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. hot. I mean, yes. Okay, in that context, I will give it to you. But, like, <laughs> I can't help it. The man is, like, he, he was in sub He's Beverly's sex ghost. It's just oh. weird. <laughs> Him. So you have issues. Do you have? Do you have Beverly issues? With, sex do you have issues with Beverly too, then, Matt? I mean, come on. No, as a matter of fact, I don't. I'm just saying that whenever people ask me about that episode, I was like, I say, oh, the Beverly has sex with a candle episode. Well, we're not talking about that, Matt. We're talking about Shakar, <laughs> who was an st- absolute stud. And that episode Crossfire, where he's walking around the station, he's kind of pining for Kira, trying to figure out how to ask her out. I love that. I love this guy. I love the way he approaches his his uh, this is the life, the way he lives it. He's just a really well-spoken, thoughtful guy, and and he's good looking, and he's my dude. Even though he's also a sex candle, that's not my thing. <laughs> Classic. All right, let's uh, let's rattle off some secondary systems. Any? Uh, I don't think you have any, Andy, at this point. Nope, I'm all tapped out. Men are overrated. <laughs> Matt, how about you? I mean, I, Tucker was my first number one. Uh, Spock is definitely on there. Riker as well. You know what? Just because, like, I I don't know if I would. he's the kind of attractive that I would sleep with necessarily, but, like, I really love the confidence that he portrays is, is just sexy, and, you know, Captain Sisko would be on there. Ooh. Um... In, he, he's another one where bald is beautiful. Archer, Archer's on my list of secondary. He's one of my toughest. Guys. Yeah, he's well. That's just you know that that he's a not only became a, like a really great character, but Scott Bakula is just an attractive man and a really nice guy. Having met him, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure I'll think of more as as time goes on that I wish I would have said. But uh, I'm just gonna bring it up to get your reaction because he's on my secondary systems. Yep, I'm going there. Chicote, Robert Beltran. <laughs> <laughs> Man, as I just watched an episode where Chicote comes off like a total chomp, I think that's hilarious. Uh, but he's good looking. 
He's definitely good looking. And you know what else is he does have some really nice chemistry with with a lot of especially the ladies on the ship. Um and so like you could see you could see why they would be attracted to him for sure. Love it. Alright, let me close out. I'd like to close out one special shout out because Andy, you and I were talking about eighties hair earlier recording. <laughs> no, don't do I'm it. I'm picking Finn, the terrorist from the high ground on TNG. <laughs> I love that dude. He's a stud. He's like drawing pictures of Beverly, so romantic. Well, and he sees himself as George Washington. Exactly. Right He's another strong, silent type with with '80s hair. So I'm uh, I'm all about it. I got a type. Apparently, I got a type. Apparently, it's better than my type, which is just <laughs> terrible, terrible dudes. I thought you were going to talk about '80s fashion. It's like any dude in a in a skirt that happened to be walking it up and down the Enterprise D corridors. <laughs> oh, that that would have been good too. <laughs> So much hotness on Trek Race tonight. We're definitely in need of a regeneration cycle to start cooling off and wind this episode down. Computer, activate regeneration cycle. Alcoves beta and gamma. Okay, we're going to run through a quick recap of our picks. So we've got, we've got it recorded for all history. Andy... Run down your top five hot dudes. Okay. Culver, Card, Spock, Riker, and Meh. And a big X. All right, Matt, how about you? You're, run down your top five picks. Top five. Captain Jean-Luc Picard, Dr. Julian Bashir, Kelvin vs. McCoy, Lieutenant Paul Stamets, and Kelvin vs. Captain Kirk. Love that list. And my top five was... John Doe from Transfigurations that no one will remember. Trip Tucker is my number four. My number three, John Kelly from Voyager. My number two, Captain Gabriel Lorca wearing leather. And number one, Shakar from DS9. I love that guy. Okay, here's a quick breakdown of some of the stats. We had representation from every single series of Trek and the Kelvin timeline. I love that. We had one each from... TOS, Voyager, and Enterprise. We had two from the Kelvin timeline and two from Deep Space Nine. We had three Discovery picks and four leading the way for TNG. We also had three aliens chosen. And two of those were on my list, so I'm not sure what that says. And two captains... Two first officers and one duplicate. So lots of stats there. Who is the other alien? Oh, Spock. 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 I think it's, and you asked what it says about you, uh, Jim. I think it says that uh, the only way you're going to get with another dude is if he comes from another planet. <laughs> I think so. Well, we'll, we'll see what my uh, hottest woman's characters list looks like once we get there. All right, but before we do that, we're going to take another quick detour through a temporal causality loop to close out the show. Enterprise has been caught up in a temporal causality loop, and I suspect that something similar may have happened to you. So this is going to be quick because we've got so much show we need to get to part two, but back on episode 28, we did our 
top five Trek Divas with Adam Drozen, and I'm pretty sure that was one of our best overall responses from listeners. It was an awesome, fun topic. So I have to say my favorite overall list came from our old friend Alex Perry, Alexander T. Perry at Twitter, because it had some of the big names, but it also had three amazing deep cut picks. I'm just going to relay those really quick here. So number five was from Voyager's False Prophets, Eridor and Cole, the two crazy Ferengi divas that were uh, playing the Delta Quadrant for Fools. His number four pick was Cole from <laughs> Discovery, Into the Forest I Go, and when you think about it, Cole is definitely a diva. And his number three pick, another deep cut, awesome selection, was Silic from Enterprise and Shockwave Part 2 was his episode, and Silic... No one else mentioned Silk, as far as I can remember, and he's totally a diva. And then his number two was Devanani Rawl from The Price, who a lot of people voted for as well. And number one, the same as me, was Q from Deja Q. So that was an awesome list. And honestly, there were so many amazing picks, there was no way I could go through all my favorites. But I've got to say, Trekkie Rob had Maj Kola as, and, and the EMH. Mark II as call-outs, and I, I think he was the only person to do that. And Joshua Zeller, who's on Twitter at Madcap of Science, had an amazing pick of Odo as Curzon Dax. What a diva. I love that pick. I could keep rattling off some more here. But we have to move on to part two, so let, let's get to that. All right, as always, thanks, everyone, for all the amazing responses to Trek Ranks. Keep your list coming to me at Trek Ranks and at Enterprise Extra so we can retweet them. But we also want to hear from you. So put together your own list of top five hottest characters, both men and women, and give us a call and tell us your list. Call us at the Tricorder Transmissions at 609-512-5527 at 609-512-LLAP. So hopefully we'll hear from you so you can be featured on the next episode of Trek Ranks. And on the next episode of Trek Ranks, well, you already know what that's going to be. It's going to be part two of our top five hottest characters. So, Matt and Andy, I hope you guys are ready to jump into part two. And I hope you had fun here. Are you guys ready for another round of this right now? Oh, hell yes. Absolutely. Then I want to close out, as I do every week, by thanking everyone for engaging with us here on episode 30 of the Trek Rakes podcast. As always, I'm looking forward to standing with you again here in this place where I belong. Hi there, thanks again for listening. If you're cruising the galaxy looking for even more Trek talk, why not visit our good friends Bill and Dan over at TrekGeeks.com? They've got a great podcast that covers a wide range of Star Trek topics, so you're sure to find something you'll love. And if you're in the mood for some awesome tunes, then you really need to head over to 5 The guys are writing a song for every episode of the original series, and each one is absolutely brilliant. So that's TrekGeeks.com and 5 Check them out today.